Season 2, Episode 2, and I haven't had to go far this week. I'm staying put here in Cork, and for the first time, yes, for the first time, I'm actually being joined in person by a guest. This is amazing. Usually I've had to do it by phone or all through the great pause. I did it via Zoom, which was fantastic because I guess it was the closest to having somebody in studio with you than you possibly could have. But now all that stuff seems to be a distant past and I'm able to have people right inside with me. And I'm delighted this week to be joined by the super talented and very lovely Paddy Dennehy. How's it going, sir? You're welcome. Hey, Pierce, how are you? Now, this is the second time that we're doing this because we actually attempted to do it. Well, we actually did record it. My God, must be a year and a half At ago. least, yeah. It was Maybe two years ago. It feels like it was close to the start of the pandemic as well. Yeah, it was a good long time ago now we had a chat. Yeah, and then I, I couldn't start season two for personal reasons, but yeah. here I am, I'm back. So we decided that we would do this all over again. Great stuff. And now I have you here. I'm actually able to see you now as opposed to you being a three by three square on yeah. a screen. So I can't roll my eyes anymore. <laughs> no, and if after 40 minutes you just decide to opt out, we can't blame Zoom yeah. because we didn't pay for it. Yeah. It's just you're bored with me. I can, and I can't lag. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can lag. We do lagging. <laughs> so how are you doing? It must be good for you now because the last time we spoke, we were in the midst of everything. Now gigs are back yeah. and you've an album coming out so it's really been you've kind of come out of the pandemic with a bit of a gadunch. Yeah oh, it's been brilliant and to have because uh, when I spoke to you that was when um, when the album the album hadn't, hadn't been out too long and we were just in the cancelling gig phase yeah. now we're, we're back in the I have an album coming out next uh, early next year and we're in the booking gigs phase and we're doing I have a good I have a good few left this year which is amazing I have more left this more gigs left this year than I did in two years, two wow. and a bit years, which is lovely, which That's is brilliant. really, really nice. And, and do, how do you find crowds are reacting to it all now? Good. Everyone seems pretty thankful to be out, although crowds are definitely smaller than what they were, I'm finding, anyway, that still when, when someone coughs or when someone has a little sniffle, there's definitely more of a, there's a slight little frisson, you know, yeah. uh, in, the, in the room about it, but... Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think for, for the most part, people are just so happy to go out and do it. Yeah, because uh, you played a sold out in Collins on Douglas Street a few weeks ago, and then you were in Monroe's in Galway last week. You've got Whelan's coming up as well, haven't you? And where else are you playing? I've Whelan's in December, I've Dolan's in December. Both those are with the band, and then I have a few gigs I'm opening up for John Splan on his album nice. tour as well. Yeah, so I'm up in the Pavilion Theatre in Dunleary this week, and then. Oh, somewhere I'm in Mike the Pies with John and the Attic, or is it the Loft? Oh, I should know that. Uh, in Clare, and I'm in somewhere else with John as well. So it's great. Oh, fun. Yeah, getting I'm getting out of the house again. It's lovely. And when is the album coming out? March or April 23, I'd say. Excited? Yeah, I'm I'm proud of it. Yeah. You know. And we're going to hear two songs from it as well tonight because they're two of the four songs that you have picked. And I'm delighted that you have come on to chat about the four songs that you've written that are the most personal to you. So the first one that you picked, Paddy, was Snow Song. Yeah. So why did you pick this one? Do you know what? It's funny because I wrote this when my my fiance was away traveling. She was away in Asia, just doing some different yoga bits and oh, cool. a, co- a couple of, a couple of different countries. And I was just at home living in Barrack Street at the time, and we'd speak a lot. Oh, it was it was horrible actually because I remember I remember that we'd speak every day, and it would be something like, "Oh, how was your day?" And she was. I climbed 
this mountain and I was at this temple and I learned about this and oh I saw whatever you know it was like all these amazing things and then she'd ask how's your day and you know it's just <laughs> I just write little songs about my feelings you know but like, the reason it's probably at the forefront of my mind now is that she's gone away travelling again she's, okay. gone over, she's gone back to India to to complete a yoga teacher training course so now it's just at the forefront of my mind that um, I need to write another one <laughs> I need to write another another snow song while she's gone so I have a few more weeks So is this the romantic in you basically saying you missed her uh, and you were thinking about her It's probably the romantic whiny depends <laughs> it, it depends on who you ask but uh, yeah no it was it was for me writing a song is a very is a very nice way of telling someone that you you love them and it's a little more left field that it's a bit more enjoyable to deliver the finished song as opposed to just telling someone you love them, you know? Yeah, and I guess it's forever encapsulated in the song because once you write a song and you record it and it's out That's there, it, yeah. it's out there forevermore. Yeah. As is the love for your fiancé because the last time we spoke I think you referred to her as your girlfriend so has this yeah, happened? Yeah, no, there's, there's been progress has been made. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And a date set for a wedding? Uh, no, we're very um, we're we're trying to do it with the least amount of stress as possible. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. There's still going to be stress, though, my friend. Oh, we'll make sure. We're, I'm gonna I'm gonna die on this hill. There will be no stress at this. <laughs> I I refuse. It's supposed to be. It's walking into a room full of people that you love and that they love you. So why should there be any stress? I'm. We will we will figure it out. Yeah. How we, how we if if we have to be the first, we'll make sure it happens. Now, with the reference to snow song, is there a reason why you chose snow? Is Christmas time a special time for you, or was it Christmas time when she was away? You remember Storm Emma in Ireland a few I years do ago? Indeed. It was during that time of year, and um, it was after one of our calls. I remember being really upset that she wasn't there for Storm Emma because it was like, you know, first proper snowstorm in my little life anyway. And I, it was just something I really, I wish I could have shared with her. So and on the first night of it, I wanted to go outside for a walk and kind of crunch around in it. And I opened the door and um, there was an unbelievably photogenic couple having a snow fight across the car, like right in front of me. And uh, I had to go back in. I, could, I was like, couldn't deal with that. It was specifically about that time in my life. Okay, so we'll have a listen to the song and we'll come back and chat some more, yeah? Cool. I'm calling you Oh, God's angels God, my heart, yeah, she looks strong She's too kind I kissed her feet That she might walk in love She sees no dangers Only strangers left behind Oh, I trade any heaven, honey Living or dead Just to have you here With me in my bed Oh, 
Absolutely love the line, I'd trade any heaven, honey, living or dead, just to have you here with me in my bed. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. True. <laughs> True, yeah. I forgot, because, you know, I, I wouldn't listen to myself uh, very often. Um, I forgot how worried I was when she, because like, just my vocal there sounded so worried at the at the top of the song that... Um, I forgot how how because she was she went over by herself she mm. didn't go over with any buddies or anything like that and she was travelling around a lot and uh, I forgot I was God I was scared shitless for her I couldn't tell her obviously at the time because you know who's that going to help just listening to it back yeah it just reminded me of how of how scared I was sitting on Barrick Street yeah yeah thinking I, about I, it yeah how scared I was for her yeah and are you as scared for her now this time no no not at all. no uh, 
She's no. got this. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. If there's anyone to go and do it, she'd be absolutely fine. Yeah, and, and funny you say that because there's that line when you say, you know, about how you, you forgot how worried you were. Yeah. I see no promise in tomorrow, honey, I'm afraid. When did I lose faith in the life we made? Oh, yeah, folks, it's like, oh, what if what if you don't come back? Or what if something what if something happens while, while you're away? Yeah, God, it was... Um, like I'm not particularly overbearing or anything like that, don't I, you know? But it's just that you you worry for someone that we're, when they're taking on such a big, uh, such a big and potentially dangerous trip, you mm. know. And yeah, the, and like it's important. Thing, I think when you're writing that you can't. Maybe I, there's an argument to be made that I go too far the other way, but you can't be out of sunshine and sunshine and lollipops if you're going to write. If you're going to write something, you're going to have to mean it, and if you're going to mean it, then. Be honest. Yeah, be honest about it, yeah. And I guess, too, you're also capturing a feeling at that moment in time. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And then it's one of the easiest songs I have to go back to that spot. You know what I mean? Because, John, if you're going to play something, you should feel what it is you're playing. And I find it very easy to go straight back to how worried I was for her and how much I missed her while she was away. But that's, I guess, the beauty of music. I remember an American musician whose name, I forget who it is right now. I can see him, but I can't remember. Fred Durst. Yeah. And he said the beauty about music, it has the ability to stop time. So that when you hear your favourite song on the radio or maybe a song you've written, that when you hear it for those three, four minutes, brings you back. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only thing, he says, that has that ability to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like that. You know, Randy Newman, whenever I hear uh, Marie now, whether it's him just at the piano or him with the orchestra, whatever recording of it it is, it brings me right back to when I heard him do it live in Vicar Street a few years ago. And it was like, just, oh, just on the cusp of tears. And like now whenever I hear the song, I'm like, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to cry at Randy Newman again. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic art form for that. What got you into music first day? Did you grow up? I mean, you grew up in a, a farming background. Yeah, well, my dad was a guard and a farmer and my mum was a nurse and an artist. And uh, we were all bet out the door. To we all had you, we all had like the bass instrument of piano, and then you could pick your second, you know. So we we're like very like really 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 fortunate. And uh, I was always writing, like I was like that weird kid who was like. What age were you when you first wrote, wrote your first song? Oh, I met my old babysitter a few years ago, and she told me that I was. Uh, you know, when when people meet you, when you meet people as an adult, and they remember you as an annoying little brat. <laughs> uh, she was like, I remember you were five. And I was like, oh shit, where's this going to go? Because like, you know, <laughs> some are good, some are so good. Uh, but she was like, yeah, you told me that uh, you had to go to bed early because you took up to write a song. Uh, so I was always, wow. I was always at it. But um, it was probably, I had a piano teacher, Dan Sheehan, out, um, out by Cherville. And uh, he used to put me and my older sister at the very end of the day, every time, every year, every term, uh, because... She's an incredible, incredible pianist. She she worked really, really hard at it. I was a mediocre piano player, but I could do the exams, you know, and I'd I'd do fine in them. But I wasn't I wasn't pretty good at it, you mm. know. Mm. Uh, but I would write something every week, and he'd give me extra time at the end of the lesson to go like, right, show me what you've written, uh, and I'd be like, why'd you why'd you put that chord there? This is the, this is the reason this chord doesn't work here. And he'd come back and say, right. Next week, I want you to give me a song, but give me this chord progression with it. Don't give me one. Don't give me one four five two six, or don't give me. He was like, I want you to do da da da, and you come back and you'd have it, you know, like and you'd and he'd explain it to you why why something works. Okay. Which is yeah. So Jesus and he used to kill me 
<laughs> I still had to the still had to get the the the, um, the rest of the pieces done, but uh, yeah, no, I I owe a great deal of it to him. Yeah, that's what I was going to say to you. I mean, he he was there in the the formative song oh. songwriting structure. I guess oh, totally. Yeah. Because to get the structure of the song is the most important. So obviously, do you write the music first and then the words come, or does it? Chop and change with you. I would be sit down at the piano because like 95% of the time it's piano but sit down at the piano and play until a little progression catches your ear and then after after that it'll kind of give you a sentiment or a feeling with it and you can you can follow that and then I have Could you be tinkling around for hours before you find something that you go Oh Oh, most of the time you don't find anything at all it's like (laughs) I imagine it's like being a really shit fisherman (laughs) Um, Casting your net out and putting in sardines And just being like Oh God, it's a big old ocean, isn't it? Um, <laughs> there's a whole lot of water out there today, guys. And not a uh, whole lot of fish. Yeah, no, it's generally like that. Oh, what, what's, what's awful as well is that um, you think you've done something good and you get very excited. Because uh, I remember watching an interview with David Grave um, when, he was doing a, when he was doing a Sky Arts thing and he was saying that, uh, that yeah, whenever he finishes a song, he's like, this is it. This is the one. This is the greatest song I'll ever write. I'm up there with Dylan. I'm up there with Cohen. Let me into the club. And then he goes back and listens to it the next day or like a week later and he realises, oh, it's absolute muck. And um, it's either it's either uh, scrapped for parts that you come back to it and you'd, mm. you'd steal a line or a melody or a progression out of it. But nine times out of ten, even after you've... This is the one in the one in ten where you where you think you've caught something, and then the one in ten of of those so essentially one percent is 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 what I'm driving at. A tenth of at. a tenth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that they're the ones that stick around. However, though, that's your opinion that it's muck. Maybe it's good. Did you ever think sometimes? Oh my God, have I? Maybe without realizing that you threw away the best song. That you ever wrote? Oh no! If I hate it, I don't care. Uh, uh, that's fair yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be stuck playing. Like I wrote Snow Song a few years ago. I'm gonna be stuck playing it for a while, so I better enjoy it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And your sister? Does she still play? She does. She's um, she's a music teacher in Limerick School of Music now. Okay. As is my, my as is my other sister. Okay. And um, my brother then is a primary school teacher. He does he, he play? Got, he he did. He was the same as me. He tried to get out. Of, he got out of it. And I always wanted to get out of piano, going to lessons until I was about, God, I'd say 13 when I was moved over to this teacher. And I got good at it. You know what I mean? Because mm. he'd murder me. He was well able for me, you yeah. know, uh, in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah. And he murdered you in the best way yeah, possible. Yeah, exactly. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to just put a rating on this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time I, I, I hear this song, it always reminds me of, you know, the Guinness Christmas ad. Oh, I would have loved one of those. Where they use a little <laughs> bit of Patrick's Hill where they're throwing snowballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's, there's the other parts then. It, but it's a real festive. When I hear this song, I immediately think, oh, Christmas is coming. Yeah. There's for, just something, maybe it's the strings that you have and mm-hmm. just the, I suppose the reference to the snowball fighting, even though mm-hmm. we never snows here at Christmas. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But the, but on the ads it does. But uh, for any, for the people listening at home, this sound is me making the money gesture. <laughs> uh, if 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 Guinness wanted, 
they can absolutely ha- <laughs> <laughs> I have I have no qualms no qualms with that whatsoever so if uh, anyone from Diageo is listening you yeah. can get in touch with us done stores do Christmas ads as well uh, Coke I feel, I feel like they're probably pretty married to the holidays are coming yeah so yeah. that's alright there's that crowd in England as well the John Lewis ads the John Lewis ads everyone that, looks forward to those that would have been lovely yeah oh Love to be walking around Cork in December with some John Lewis money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll be walking around. You'll be getting carried around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So this came from the first album, Little Light. Yeah. So the next song that you picked, the second song, is Heaven Not Far. And that's the latest single yeah. of the upcoming album. What's the upcoming album called? It's called Love and Be Brave. It was um, written mostly during the... So, you know, when you... Get engaged. I, you, you have. Uh, I've been engaged a few times. I know. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, I feel like I'm asking the right guy because <laughs> you know, you, you did you did you buy the ring each time or did you do a promise ring or how did you how did you work it? I guess I was from an era where you had to. You had to buy the ring. Yeah, the ring had to be. And was that I, scary? I, um, nah. Um, well, I kind of knew they were gonna say yeah. Oh, I just Do you notice the, the way I say plural? That, that, that <laughs> doesn't know, bode yeah. well. No, but I love how you were, you were so sure they'd all say yes. <laughs> which I really I like. just spent money on this ring. They were going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I think I, on one occasion I got a ring made. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, but sure. There you go. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic. I know. But what, what other way is there to be? You know? <sighs> There's no other way to be. Yeah. You know, I'll get it right sometime. So... Heaven not far. Why did you pick this one? It kind of sums up my little my little world outlook in three minutes. What is it like three minutes and ten seconds or something like that? Which is, which is nice in that you know I suppose the humanist side of it in, the, in that it's not look there's life is hard in in many ways and you've good days and bad days same as everyone else but you know there's there's joy there to be found as well and there's the for all for all of the the dark moments that you have and for all of the trying to go through like I wouldn't be a, a big fan of, of I find social media quite stressful <laughs> quite, and like a, a couple it's toxic of other, isn't it yeah a couple of other things I touch on the song and how, how horrible they can be that I touch on the things that I enjoy in life as in well and how close at hand they all are hmm. and uh and it's nice not to not have a song that's just me pissing and moaning about, <laughs> but oh, I like that person. Oh, they like me. Oh, they don't like me. Or oh, you know, or the, it's it's nice to have a song that um, that's uh, a break from yourself, and it's just it's your it's just an outlook on the world. Which is, yeah, I, I find love interesting. I love the opener. Death is a dance that my body is learning. Hope is a great ship that just now is turning. Love is a song that somewhere she's singing where there's prayer in the gift. And there's a gift in the giving. Yeah, the lyrics take me a while, <laughs> but that that that's it. That there's it's always it's not an easy thing to to enjoy yourself. You know, it's a, it's a it's a slow turning of the ship. But there's 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 essentially love in in the world. You know what I mean? If it's not love for somebody else, it's love for for an act or for for a passion of yours or for something that you yourself can bring to the world for the world and that's what I'm trying to drive at yeah. in the opening verse but it's very hard to make that rhyme <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it did though <laughs> it did it did it, it did. did and I guess too that time during the great pause okay by the end of it I think everybody was sick and tired of it right yeah but I do think there was a period of it where everybody kind of got the opportunity to sit back and chill and take stock of what was important yeah 
Yeah, there was there's a lot of that, and I was living out. Um, I was living out in the countryside. I was living out on my dad's my dad's farm, which was something I wanted to try. It was before the pandemic hit, and uh, but then I ended up being out there for the pandemic, and it was already it's pretty out of the way as it is. So it was really out of the way when a when a pandemic hit, but it was nice. It was um, and it's somewhere. I think I'd like to live again. I know that now that it wasn't, because uh, I thought I'd always be, I'd want to be in town or surrounded by people all the time. Or, but uh, no, I just lived on my own in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And uh, it was lovely. It was really nice to spend time with myself, I suppose, mm. in, in that regard. You Are know? you okay with your own company? I suppose I'd have to be at the stage. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I am. I'm, uh, I'd find... Uh, uh, like, see, I was chatting to a friend of mine, Laura, today, who uh, she she's back here visiting from Spain and she had a physical timetable so that she could get to meet everyone that she wanted to meet. The pressure. And that's, that sounds like absolute hell. The me. pressure yeah. of that. There's no crack at all. But, there, you know, there are people whose battery, are, battery is recharged by meeting people. Mm. And they're, I, I'd be the other way. I enjoy, I'm, like, I'm, I'm really enjoying this chat and, you know, really lucky to get to do this and I have... My my little group of friends that I meet up with, but then, but then like you go home and you're like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Do you yeah know, no, like I, you, I do the exhale when I get home. Yeah, you know? no, I, I I get that too. You know, yeah. and I, and I would be known as a very social person. Yeah, but what a lot of people wouldn't know is that I I absolutely love being on my toddler yeah. as well. You know, I can do the whole social thing. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's putting on different masks. Isn't I was it? just about to say, do you find it to be an act sometimes? Sometimes that, it is. You yeah. know, you can go in, you can go into a room of people and do do the dance. Yeah. You know, you're. Um, and sometimes uh, I'm walking into that room with two left feet on, but yeah. as soon as I get in there, I can. Yeah, and you're. Yeah, and you know, I can, I can get this bunch of people inside, and then you, like you leave the room, and it's like scene. And then like, <laughs> yeah. Tick. Yeah, it's grand, and it's. Um, yeah. There's uh, nothing more beautiful, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, we have a listen to the second song cool. and we'll come back and we chat some more. Cool. Paddy Dennehy is my guest on this week and this is the second song that he's chosen. It's coming from the new album, which is out next year, Love and Be Brave. This is Heaven Not Far. Hope is a great ship that just now is turning Love is a song that somewhere she is singing With a prayer and the gift and there's gift in the giving And faith is the pole and the turn of the plow And joy is the sea that blew in from the south Where once there was nothing stands a tree tall and clear eyed Climbed in the saw, heaven's not far from here Heaven's not far, heaven's not far from here. Heaven's not far, heaven's not far, heaven's not far from here. Oppression the short reach from the hand to the screen. Depression is trying to live by their means. Oh, now hate is the luck of the luck of the draw. When you hate what you felt, but you felt what you saw. Now pieces my lover curled around me like a city wall. 
Says that each good day is costing more and more Now time's harsh lessons have taught me nothing I still feel everything I am The tree all shaking free of leaves The old man waiting for the spring But heaven's not far Heaven's not far Heaven's not far from here Heaven's not far Heaven's not far Heaven's not far from here Love it. Thanks. Love the emotion at the end in the last line. But I also think that song, from the bridge into your third chorus, it just explodes. Yeah, because there's, like, there's an argument for, I was like, oh, because you can do that. You, like, you know, it's a, it's a technique you get to add. You bring in the drums and you're, you know, like it, you can choose where to do that. Mm. And sometimes I think, God, do we, do we put it in too late? But then if you put it in too early, it, it loses it loses the effect. You know what I mean? If you could do it at the first chorus or you could do it from the second verse. And it took a long time to decide where that had the most effect. Mm. Cause I'd, cause did you try it in other places yeah. in the song? So, oh yeah, we did, yeah. And what was it made you stick with that? Because there, you don't take it for granted where it is there, if you know what I mean. You get the fleeting joy of it as opposed to the idea of, oh, if less, if less is more, imagine how much more and more it would be, which you'd love for that to work, but it doesn't. Because uh, I'd like when I'd like, okay, so we'll do the first verse. We'll do that pretty chilled out. Then we're, then we're just going to fucking bait <laughs> <laughs> And after a while, it just, it just kind of grates. It, it grates on you. So you have to, you can't just turn everything up expect it to sound big you know because mm. when you turn up A, B and C then D starts to sound small so you turn up D and uh, you know it's um, God who'd, who'd be a studio engineer really because it's, it's, <laughs> it's never it's never exactly how you want it you know what I mean you, you do it as best as you can and then it's even that thing of you listen to it a week later and you're like ah oh, should we have put it over there should we you know I'm, that, maybe that's just me maybe that, uh, they're probably there are other people who might be more definitive in the studio right? I'd say that's fun to play live is it? I enjoy it, yeah. yeah. Um, Especially that last, I can imagine, yeah. you know, the energy of a room uh, and as it's building and building and you know what's coming, especially, I guess, in the more recent gigs because it's new material as well. Yeah. So yeah. you know. Yeah. So the, when you're playing it, are you kind of looking to see if there's a reaction from the audience? Do you know what? It's different. It depends on the room because sometimes, sometimes you can give it a bit more and just whatever way, whatever way we're playing it on the day and it's like, oh yeah, God, it feels like it's going to get there. Hmm. And then other times it's just a bit more sedate and it's just the way that you kind of played it for that room, okay. you know. Um, Would that also depend on if you had a band or anything playing with you? Um, 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I generally I'd only ever do stuff. It's like me solo, or I'd have the 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 four guys with me, which is which is lovely to do. Um, because it's lovely to play one of that type of song with the bands. You oh, like, yeah. you know, it's it's good fun. Um, but generally when I do it solo, I kind of go heavy on it at the end, even in with my for myself, even you know what I mean. Because that's the way I like to do it, but. Uh, with the band, I suppose it it depends more on how I started the song, mm. because you've got to you've got to stay to that beat or how the how the drummer is feeling, how the guitar is guitar, you know, or how the crowd are reacting to it. Yeah. It's kind of a little bit more of a melting pot. Whereas when it's me, I just on my own, I, I generally just decide after a while, fuck it, I'm just going to kick it up a gear here. And I guess in a way, it's kind of like you're touring two albums, isn't it? Yeah, because you, you know because you haven't played live for so long, so you know you're you're playing an awful lot. We say of the Little Light album, and then you've got the new one coming up as well. Yeah, so it's kind of like a double double it's album nice, tour. Yeah, it's not it's nice to go out to go out and get to do it, and there's still people looking for the first album, which mm. is nice. Um, I don't have any more copies, uh, which is nice. Which oh, is nice. Which is a nice complaint to have. But I, f- I found two. I f- I found two in my my house uh, a short while ago but like not going out to a merch table with two CDs and, you know it's just like that's that just makes everyone uncomfortable <laughs> um, but uh, yeah no it's nice so I'll, I'll reprint the first one when I, when I get the second one printed oh. and we'll, we'll, sh- we'll shift them both then and we'll have yeah but it's, no it's nice that it's, that it's still relatively fresh for some people as well yeah yeah it is because it's lovely to hear an album but there's nothing better than seeing the person perform it then. Do, yeah, go get to play the album through. You yeah, know, so you've had people who've had the first album for quite a while, but only the time now where they're actually able to see it bar, I guess, any of the online gigs that you did. But sure. Oh, it's not the same though. No. Yeah. Although I've recently got into that. I didn't do it during the pandemic. Didn't do it at all. Didn't do one online. I didn't watch any of them. I did them, but I didn't watch any of them. Um, now in the evenings, I've taken to... Um, Going home and if um, it's just me in the house, and I'd sit down, and I'd have a beer, and I'd watch, I'd like go through YouTube, and I'd go through, like yeah, we'll do a full Jeffrey Martin concert today, now, or we'll do, a, we'll do a full Lana Del Rey played Lollapalooza in Sao Paulo in 2016, and it's an hour and 47 minutes. I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just mad. I had no interest in it at all during lockdown. Maybe, maybe because it was taken away. <laughs> I imagine if you're footless, you wouldn't watch a you wouldn't watch a hundred meter sprint. <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, um, that's probably a crass analogy, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, though. Or you wouldn't play football. You probably, you yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, and I'm curious, has this got to do with social media? Because you yeah. spoke about your dislike of it. Well, not your dislike, but how I guess it annoys you. Oppressions, the short reach from the hand to the screen. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, just the 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 pressure of oh, it's like see that guy, see that guy over there. Do you see how happy he is? Do you see how much happier he is than you? Like, oh, jeez, you need to work on yourself. You need, you know, that kind of, mm. that constant reminder of almost like, almost seemingly where you should be emotionally in your life or financially or uh, with your love life or with regards to, you know, there's always, the, there's, um, there's kind of the, 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 I don't know, maybe it's just the people, maybe it's just the stuff that comes up for me, but it's like this sort of, uh, how your life should be and how this is if the standard what society if, if expects this, yeah if this isn't how you're feeling and looking well then yeah, really you've been left behind you know yeah. and uh, that's just that's just what I get from it sometimes and uh, it also grates on me sometimes where like a really wonderful photo comes up and it's all you know happy teeth smile and cheekbones and dimples you're kind of sitting thinking 
I know that prick. He's he's very unhappy. <laughs> That's a very good photo of him. He's very unhappy. <laughs> he's a you know, handsome unhappy yeah, man. Yeah, he's a handsome unhappy. I wish I looked at that good when I was unhappy. But you know what I mean. It's it's just kind of great. It, it grates on me somewhat. Yeah. Um, but it, no. But there are other aspects of it that I really enjoy. That somebody will send you a message and they'll say. I I really enjoyed the gig, or um, and I can say, oh great, thank you for coming. That's one thing. I will park it, but like, tell me who you're listening to. Like, we'll we'll have that. That's a chat I'm comfortable with. Uh, uh, just like someone pays you a compliment, you're like, oh god, I'd rather shoot my own foot off now than keep going. Uh, but like, you can have a chat about, oh, what, who are you listening to at the moment? I'll shoot you some suggestions. You give me some. I got some. I got some really good ones back. Like I leave Vol um, Volbeck, who I'd never heard of before, and. Uh, and a, co- a couple of other guys I think Jeffrey Martin was was originally and I'm a massive fan now and it originally came from someone with that type of conversation so they're wonderful parts of social media Yeah, uh, I just stay away from it on I'm glad I'm not a teenager growing up with social media yeah 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 I only had Bebo and I found Bebo hard yeah like Bebo is like who's going to be in your top 16 and like I don't think I knew 16 people <laughs> so you had to but you had to fill in your top 16 so then somebody would come to you and be like why am I in your top 16 we're just acquaintances you know and I was like I don't know man I know 14 people <laughs> and you were number 15 yeah <laughs> yeah and it's just like well you're not in my top 16 and it's like that's okay I don't mind you know what I mean it's, I found it a lot to take on so can you imagine what it's like now, now because qu- literally everything and there's so many different aspects with TikTok yeah. Snapchat yeah, and ones ones I've forgotten. Yeah, and the streak. There's um, a friend of mine was telling me her kid. Uh, he was very upset when he lost his Snapchat streak. A streak that uh, he didn't. He was on it every day, or he posted. He messaged somebody on it every day, or whatever. And he had the best streak of his friends and whatever, all that kind of stuff. And I suppose it's to be seen that you have somebody to message every day. You know, it's yeah. to be seen to have to be popular. To be yeah, to be to have that active a social life. With, and he he. He did some bit of assholery any, anyway, and he lost his fo- the kid lost his phone for the day, and he was very upset to lose his Snapchat streak. And uh, tough way to be. Yeah, it's tough at the top, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Growing up, who were your influences musically? As a small, small kid, it would have been like Boyzone, because that's just what it was. You know, it's like if it was a CD that came with a mag with the newspaper or something. It was just like something. They were like probably the first band that I was really into, which you know, solid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, then probably my stuff that I actually kind of gave me the kick in the tummy that I really liked. Uh, Mick Flannery was a big one. Mm. Heard him on. It was either late. I always get this confused. It was either late, late show playing Evening Train, the last song off the first album. Or else it was other voices playing Goodbye, he was playing The Other Room, and that would have been off his second album. It was one of those I saw, and I went out and bought the album the next day. Uh, and like that gave me like like a real, like, oh God, that's how music can make you feel. Please, mm. the, the, the switch. And you'd find interviews, and he'd like Tom Waits, and Tom Waits got me into... Uh, actually, Tom Waits sent me back about five years, because I spent about the age of 20 to 25 trying to sing like Tom Waits, and had the bones of a first album recorded and binned <laughs> Cause, um, or like I did like did the Late Late Show but I was still obsessed with trying to sound like Tom Waits at the time so I hate that performance now like look back and I like I can't watch the before I can't watch it imagine yeah because I was like no I was too into some, that was like, one of your first gigs in Dublin right that was my the whole that was, was the first gig in how Dublin how did that happen that was a message on Facebook of all things um, yeah, which is just which is nice that somebody where they make I imagine where they where they have the chat about who would you like to have on, and somebody pitched me and uh, 
and the, the rest of the room agreed, they watched the thing that I recorded in my in the chapel in my secondary school I think it was after I was in college at the time or I think had I just left college and uh, I was just starting to try to gig you know because that, mm. that was that was the deal you go and you do college and you work for a bit and make sure you're not going to end up uh, uh, destitute destitute is the word I was looking for yeah and I uh, just got in touch with my old secondary because we need to, we need a place to we need a place to shoot a music video and they saw that and it was like just a little handheld camera and a little it's nice those things still happen and, yeah. it was really, and it was a really big part of my life you know, absolutely it really it's, it's, I think it's very iconic because I don't care who you are but as kids we all grew up watching The oh, Late Late totally, Show yeah. and I mean The Toy Show is one mm. of the most iconic shows for all of mm. us so suddenly fast forward all those years and here you are about to perform in it because you know the type of audience on a bad night it's about 400,000 to a half a million yeah. people which is a lot of people yeah, totally. and it's also very good for an opportunity for yeah. you I was like someone's got to like you it's like, <laughs> it's <laughs> I like, hope yeah, yeah I was like oh god we're, none we're zero we're, we're nada for 300,000 people alright that's that's unfortunate no but uh, that yeah it's, it's great for that and there's definitely gigs I got off the back of it that I'm are the people who still come to the gigs now and that they heard from that which is nice and uh, I found it nice at the start in that it saves you that um, I hear you're doing the music now do you know where it adds just like, and uh, where people say that to you and like with the, with the best intentions in the world and with the nicest intentions of the world they're very condescending when they say it. you know and they don't mean they don't mean yeah. to be you know, uh, and it was nice. I felt like I was allowed to sidestep some of that because, like, oh, Jesus, your man went and did that thing. Well, you were having with the Tuberty oh, fellow, you must be all right, or whoever yeah, was yeah, hosting exactly. it at the time. Yeah, yeah. And what was it like in the green room? Were you in with any of the other guests? Was there anybody really cool in the green room with you? Oh, I, we, um, it was Porrick Harrington, okay, and was it Michael Healy Ray? Mm. And then, um, I can't remember who the third person was but it's, it's it was probably something that something bloody horrible happened to you know, like yeah, the last the last guest is never is never Hector you know what I mean or it's, it's never light it's heavy going yeah yeah um, so I remember like jeez we won't be talking to them because they're not up here for a laugh yeah <laughs> but no we all had like our own little separate rooms anyway and then oh, you okay. kind of go and all hang out in the in the one room afterwards and it was very nice and chatted to people up there and like the producer was lovely and uh who was hosting it uh, when you were Ryan on Ryan Tuberty was there. I, and it was, I heard, I've heard lovely things yeah, about him. Yeah, really interesting as well because um, I chatted to him and I, I felt um, I felt sated in the way of like, oh, he spent time with me and like he didn't brush you off or anything. But what's really interesting is that if you watch how he, how he works the room, everyone has enough time so that they're... Hmm. Ha- you know, and I don't mean that now. I don't mean hmm. that in a... It is, I, I imagine it has to be calculated because he has to do it every week. Mm. Uh, and there's only so much time that you have. You have to be, you Quick. box clever with your time. But like, yeah. uh, Glenn Hansard was the same, was the same way that um, watching how he worked the room. Because like, every, imagine walking into the room and everyone wants to talk to you and you don't want to let anyone down. But there's only so many hours in a day or so mm. much time you can spend in this place. So you've got to get, you've got to get around to everyone and be immediately personable. And be mm. immediately um, both engaged uh, conversation with the other person and engaging as well. Mm. And it's very interesting to watch how the guys who do it, do it, do it, they do it so well. 
Yeah, Barack Obama, no, all these guys, yeah. they're, they're class. Bill Clinton was another one. <laughs> that for, but for that 10 seconds that they talk to you, you feel that you're the only person in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess that's why they're presidents of the United States. There you go. Glenn Hansard, he's the guy that is responsible for giving you a shot, isn't he? It was another nice one, yeah, that I was down in Dingle and uh, I was like, oh God, I'd say around, it's probably before hard times. So I'd say maybe 23, I don't know. I like I think I started this six or seven years ago. Okay. Uh, 20, 2014, 2015. So I, was, I tidied up my YouTube channel last, not too long ago and the earliest video I could find was from 2015. So I'm going to assume that was, that was the start. And... Uh, just down in Dingle, I go down every year for the voices, just for the just for the pig iron. I I I really enjoy it, and I saw him there in the room, and I was like, just brazen. I was like, can I, can I play a song? Cause piano over there, and he's like, yeah, go on. And we go off off, off to like about three rooms in the back in Benners, and uh, he was like, oh, do you do you guys mind if this guy plays a song? And whoever it was, I think it was the academic, <laughs> <laughs> jumped off the piano, and I played him. He was like, that's a really good song. And he was like, can I have your number? And I was like, I suppose you can. And um, he gave me a shout the next day. It was like, come here, do you want to do whatever gig? Uh, and I was like, yeah, that'll be lovely. And it went and and that was another nice thing to have, you know, when you're trying to get gig. I opened for Glenn Hansard in the Everyman. Yeah, it's just like, please let me in. It's just like, please let me in the door. If you he know? thought it was good enough, you should. Yeah, no, uh, it's just nice to be able to, because you have to borrow someone else's sense of gravitas. Yeah until people will think that you can put a few bums on seats to them mm. which is totally fair because they've got a business run they've got to make sure yeah. they've got to make sure someone that you're not going to run a total loss for them which is so totally understandable and uh, yeah it just made things an awful lot easier at the at the start which is nice Is that a pressure now? Because I notice a lot of the places that you play it's all ticketed so there's obviously yeah. a pressure to get bums on seats. And is yeah. that something that you still feel? Oh, totally, yeah. There's never, because um, there's, there's never one that I go in and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be grand. Because it, it could always be absolutely nobody there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There could just be other bits on that week or just a couple of the other things could be on that night or you mightn't have plugged it properly on social media. Or maybe just, you know what, your last song, your last song wasn't very good and you hadn't realised it. You know what I mean? There's mm. all... Uh, so you don't really know until it's too late <laughs> that there won't be enough people there. Empty auditorium, you yeah, and piano. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's, you can hear an echo and they haven't put reverb on, it's just an echo. In the re- <laughs> I remember I remember playing a gig up in Dublin oh, nearly 20 years ago now and the only people that were there were the supporting band. Oh. So we called it the. No, it wasn't our gig either. It was just we both happened to be booked in to play. And I mean, it was a Monday or a Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. So I decided to call it part of the candlelight tour because all you could see were candlelights. Oh. That was it. But you know what? We treated it as a really good jam because yeah. we did, I think we had a gig a couple of nights later. We knew there was going to be people at that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So we just treated it as a really good jam. Yeah, go up in there and play it. And but still, though. It's, yeah, yeah. I've done them. Uh, I pr- I probably have a few more left and left ahead of me. You know, there's they're coming up somewhere or other. They're unforeseen ones, but yeah, um, yeah you, know you get over them because then there are always a few nice bit. There are always a few bits every year that make the tough bits completely worth it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to go on to the third song that you picked, and it's a bathroom light. I presume yeah. that's also on the new album. It is. Yeah. Okay. Why did you pick this one so? 
Uh, this one because it was one of the because I, I wrote it God I'd say when I was about 19 wrote it a long time I'm 30 31 now and uh, just couldn't play it until because like I wasn't wasn't able to play it properly you know what I mean like not not technically or anything but just wasn't able to perform it to, yeah to perform it and, and it didn't sound like a, a kid pretending you know what I mean like um, I feel like I've kind of gotten around to being able to, to deliver a song like that. You know. Is the feeling behind it the still still the same as when you wrote it when you were 19? Yeah, absolutely, because it's the... So take me back to 19-year-old Paddy. What were you thinking when you wrote you're this? Th- you're thinking about an older couple who one of them is still... And this is only something I would have only read about in books or mm-hmm. from movies or something. But, you know, you're, you're older and you've gotten married and you had kids and you think you're going to spend the rest of your lives together. But Jesus, life gets in the way, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And... Um, have you fallen out of love with one another or is it just have you just allowed yourself to drift or is it that um, is it that only one of you doesn't love the other one or is it that you've both you know what I mean there's Mm. there's a a whole range of things it could be and uh, the song is trying to address the husband saying that God he's not sure but he does still love love the other person and he he wants to keep going but do do they still want to do it and it's just Mm. it's a it's a big dirty murky waters to try and sing about and to try and write about and I guess when you're 19 yeah it's a tough one to tackle yeah uh, I mean you, you tackle it well and the the, the the lyrics in it are beautiful but I guess there's this thing could you have sat on stage behind a piano at 19 no I don't think so you know whereas now you're 31 yeah. so you're a bit more yeah. kudos and believability about yeah, you yeah. and it is a topic because I often wonder you know, you see these couple, you know, they, they meet, they fall in love. And someone actually only said it to me in the last week or two when we were talking about this, about, you know, when a couple are together, they raise the kids, the kids leave, and next thing they're looking at each other going... Who are you? last 20 years, it's been about yeah. rugby training, getting yeah. the kids to school, yeah. getting them organised for A, B and C. And within that, you nearly forget why you fell in love with the person yeah. in the first place, the individual, and now the kids are gone and you're looking at each other going... Wow. Yeah. What who, are, do, who are you? Do we still love each other? Yeah. Exactly. You know, which is why I guess you have a lot of marriages that people, yeah. you know, they go their own way. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, I, and I guess it's sad. And the, what the person said to me recently is they said, you fall madly in love with this person and then you end up, you become a team and suddenly you're with your mate raising kids. Yeah. And I'm kind of going, ah. Yeah. But maybe that's why it hasn't worked for me because I always want the romance to be all the time and that isn't very... And that's not, that's yeah, not that's life not how it either. works I, either, yeah. And I'm just, at the, I'm at the I'm at the start of, of it now, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's um, scary. Yes. We'll have a listen to the song and we'll come back and chat some more. Cool. This is Bathroom Light. In the cold glare of the bed in the heart, burn after another fight. In the tombstone, quiet when the day is done. Oh, I still love you. Do you still love me? Now you say the saints broke, but I'm no good with my hands. And the cigarettes I smoke, they stain the lamps. And my stupid joke. So fed our friends But I still love you Do you still love me? 
When you close your eyes, do you see another man? Was I ever him? I don't want you Cause we still sing The same songs in the same Old keys but sometimes I'm not sure Who's changed Is it you or me Since the kids are gone I feel so wrong But I still love you Do you still love me When you close your eyes you see another man Was I ever him? We're too old To fall in love again And I'm afraid to try No, I don't want you Cause I still love you Do you still love me? Yeah, I still love you I love the line when you close your eyes do you see another man was I ever him that it's so sad to think that the kids are gone and now he even doubts did she ever ever love him yeah um, has, did somebody fall in love with you for the reasons that you think or was it, some, was it something else you know what I mean and because um, you, you could think oh but I'm still this person I do A, B and C and they can come back and say, no, I, I loved you because you did X, X, Y and Z and you don't, you're not that person anymore. I was like, oh, and then you, and also you change, you, you mm. change. Uh, and it's funny when you meet someone who you haven't met in years and they're like, oh my God, you're, you're, you're so different now. I remember you were like this and it's like, oh, I, th- I thought I still was. And they're like, no, you're not. You're, you, you know, and like that. That happens. You might not be the person that they fell in love with anymore and it just, it, it gets away from you. Because I think we change every decade, you know, yeah. our 20s and our, like I'm now into my 50s, I'm 51 now. Yeah. And I'm a different guy to what the guy was five, six years ago in my 40s. Yeah. And he's a different guy yeah. to the guy I was in my 30s. So I al- always think that it takes a lot of hard work for a relationship to go through those different... To follow one another. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Naturally enough, people's interests yeah. can change, and yeah. it, it, nobody's done anything wrong. Yeah, if, nobody, nobody if they said don't. Out, no. Nobody set out to hurt one another. No. It? Yeah, yeah. That's what it took me. I'm I'm engaged now, and I spent a good spent a good four or five months with a little prong, promise ring in my coat pocket. You have your one winter coat. You mm. know what I mean? And uh, it was in that pocket, and I wear that coat most days. So uh, why did it stay so long in there? Um, one because. The flippant answer is because I, I was trying to buy the ring myself for some time and I was like, oh, and I was like, no, I don't think it was too difficult to try and buy the ring because it's hard to buy something for someone that they that you're hoping they're going to wear every day for the rest of their life, mm. you know, so I've I spent a while on that and then probably the more the more honest answer is to be as sure as you possibly can that you're going to grow as people in the, mm. in the same direction and that you're, because it's not just about me, it's that you're going to have to spend your life dedicated to them as well you know it's, it's not just a oh I like hanging out with you 
kind of it's like you're you're going to have to be there for them if something happens you're going to be you're going to be the one that that picks up the pieces for them if they can't do it themselves or you're going to have to take their life choices into account when you're making your own and that's a that's a uh, a serious, it's a serious commitment, yeah, it's a serious it? thing, and I I wouldn't do it kind of ad ad hoc, you know. I I I put my hand in, put my hand in the pocket while I was walking, feel the ring for a long time before, for uh, before asking. Okay, but you were always confident she'd say yes, though. Um, I was quite hopeful. Yeah, um, we've been we've been together for six or seven years. And it wasn't the. I, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to get your take on this as well. Okay. Was it the answer that you were stressed about, or was it? Did you want the situation to be as the proposal to to live up to expectations? You know what I mean? Yeah. Which was more stressful for you? The proposal, because I guess I always knew what the answer was going yeah. to be, but I kind of wanted. Because most people would say, "Oh, but how did he pop the question?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, McDonald's. Yeah. In the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's what I I was the same. Yeah, um, was it the same for each of the proposals? Was it always the same? Was it same McDonald's? No, <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I moved around a little. Bit. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Was it always? Was it, were you always more stressed about the proposal yeah. being? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I was the same as well. And Joe, you know, I I spoke to a buddy about um, who's married with a with a, a two year old kid now who. Um, who only just started sleeping because I remember speaking to him about a, a year and a half ago and he was like oh yeah look we're going to get to hang out soon like Haley's going to start st- I reckon she's nearly banned to a proper sleep pattern it's a year and a half before I met that friend again I don't know. but he was saying that uh, we're having this conversation that's such an Irish thing to not be worried about the answer we always want to situate because he was like because we all know by the time we ask the question we're we're Irish, like we're dead certain what the answer is going to. There's no risk. There's no risk in our in our uh, emotional DNA or in our love life DNA. It's so true, though. Whereas he was like, oh, like his American buddies or like his Latin American friends. He he did a lot of traveling. And he was like, yeah. They're like, I've known you seven and a half minutes, but I feel like I've loved you for a million years. And they're just like, let's get and they like propose in like three weeks' time or something. And uh, really? you know, he was like, yeah, there's. <coughs> And it's going to be this spontaneous. Um, we're just walking down the beach, and and I didn't even have a ring, so I I, I made it out of um, seaweed, seaweed, tinfoil, and, and, and lust. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Irish proposals are very different. Yeah, we know what the answer is oh, going to be. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And there is the the line in this, and it's it's kind of typical of a marriage going yeah. south. Now you say the sink's broke, but I'm no good with my hands, and the cigarettes I smoke they stain the lamps, and my stupid jokes offend our friends. Yeah, John, the little things that like that don't. John, it's same with friends. John, you start to realise that someone pisses you off. Yeah, um, and it's everything that they do. Everything, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame though when when it when it all comes to that. Oh yeah, of course. But now you're 31 and you're performing it. Yeah. Uh, which I hope is good. <laughs> and, and I have a question. We're yeah. too old to fall in love again. And the question I had is, are we? Yeah. Um, you know what? I can... Un- again, I'm only, th- I'm only 31, but there's... Randy Newman had a really good line and it's about it's about something different, but the couple in question, they're an el- elderly couple and they're saying that 
we actually don't have time. We don't have time to get over this. We're not, you know, we're, we, it's going to take us years to get over this. And I don't know if we have years left. And it's the same with, it's not just, could you fall in love with someone again? It's that, how much time is it going to take for you to work on you, to be in a space mm. that you're ready for that? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And, uh, You'd love to say that no, you could fall in love at you could fall in love at any age, but I think that it's it's are you are you going to be able are you going to be ready to at yeah. any age or yeah. do you have enough time left? You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, I've the Disney answer is no. You, of course, you can fall in love at any age, and love is always just around the corner. We we'll go with the Disney answer. We we'll go with we? the Disney answer. Yeah. Okay. Now the the last song that you picked, Paddy, I love this one. Thank you. Painting of a new country. Thanks. Why did you pick this? I don't. Maybe maybe you're the same. Do you have someone in your uh, in your life it doesn't necessarily have to be a lover or an ex-partner or anything like that but just someone that God I wonder how they are I hope they're okay I'd love yeah. to I'd love to talk to them again it could be someone that meant the world to you you know or meant, meant the world to you at a certain point in your life and mm. you see them now and and they're not that you know what I mean mm. where you and I, I again I don't I don't just mean this as a as a, as a sexual relationship thing it's that where you and somebody else were Tickets thieves, and it was there was this great sense of camaraderie, or this fantastic bond, and like it's just not there anymore. Mm. You know, but God, wouldn't you love to? Wouldn't you love to have it back? And don't get me wrong, that like there are people in my life that I feel this way about, and that's that's fine because there are other things, and that's not there anymore. But I have other things that I hold very dear to me now in my life that I didn't have then. You know, it's not, mm. it's you know, it's a progression, but. Uh, I, this is personal to me because it reminds me of just a couple of people that got it. I hope they're okay, or I hope we. I hope. I wish we could speak to one another the way we used to. You know. Do you think? Do we? Do we speak to them when we meet them? No, not at all, really. Do you know? And uh, look, that's fine. Like you, you look at one another, and you know, that's not to say that you're not grateful for the time you spent together, and. Uh, that you don't cherish it, but you can't stay in the same emotional spaces as your twenty-one-year-old self, you know. Yeah. And you and like yeah. that's fine. There are other there are other things around my corners, but th- that doesn't mean I can't I can't miss it. Yeah. Will we have a listen to the song? Cool. I'm in the middle of a coughing fit. We'll have a listen to the song. I'll cough my lungs up. Amazing. And we'll come back then and chat more about it. <laughs> this is painting of a new country. I can't burn it like new souls Had no one 
world is still born a shame And we bear the brand of Cain I cannot go on with that lie We murdered God right on your kitchen floor Believed in nothing that we could not hold Just to let that little bit play out at the end. <laughs> I love what I love. I love many things about that song, but it's kind of, and I guess it's kind of like Heaven Not Far. Bills. The yeah. It's like a crescendo. Yeah, if I, I think of a triangle. That you know the yeah. a scaling triangle. Yeah. That. Because it's in, in your third chorus, and I love when when you sing the third line. We were a painting of a new country, me and you. The drums. Yeah. The roll. The drums. This, yeah. And that's it. Starts to. Yeah. To bring it, and then when you do the fourth chorus, it's just a pure gospel kind of vibe. Yeah, kick down the door is gonna, and yeah. again it was the same. Um, I'm like, oh, can we not? Why isn't the Why isn't the first verse bigger? Why isn't Why aren't we Why aren't we kicking ass on the second on the second verse? And it was just had to be explained to me uh, many many times. It's like you can't you can't go in you can't go you can't go all guns blazing because you uh, from the top you run out of bullets. Um, yeah, that's a good that's um, good advice. Yeah, so it's just trying to pick your moment to, to where can you where can you go? You know, yeah. when can you kick it? When can you kick it up? And uh, I've I've um, my own little formula for when I'm not sure. I have like five, what is it? Five, seven, six, eight, ten, nine, nine. Which would be like uh, so if you go verse, course, verse, course, bridge, course, course. Yeah. So first verse would be a five. Your course would be a seven. Then your second verse would be a six. Then your second course would be an eight. Then your bridge would be a ten. Yeah. And then you got to come back down for the last two courses then to be like uh, to bring people into 
back to where they were, back to comfort, back to comfort. Do you know what I mean? They're like, whoa, bridge, and Jesus, where's this going? Like, ah, oh, it's, re- it's resolved. You know, there's, there's, as much as you'd love to say, it's like, oh, Jesus, it's spontaneous, and doesn't the earth just come pouring out of me? Just no, you sit down, you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's reasoning behind it, you know. And the thing that strikes me and I love about listening to your music when you sing it, my God, you are, you're so, you're just emotions. I, yeah, I'd be, I'd be big for the old, I, I don't So I a, imagine that's not, you're actually feeling Oh yeah. every word that you're singing and you, you can hear it in your voice. And I was only talking to somebody earlier on this week and I was telling them that you were coming in and they said, oh, I saw Paddy Dennehy live. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh, are yeah. they alright? And oh yeah, and, and and they said, "My," and I think it was just you and a piano. Yeah, but they said he just went there, and the performance—it was just different level oh, altogether. That's great. I'm th- thanks for uh, thanks for telling me that. Um, look, uh, cards on the table. I don't have a, a technically very good voice. Do you know, like, ah, I'm, come oh, here. No, no genuine. And I and I don't mean that. In a, I have. I write songs that I know I can sing that are within my range and. Uh, and that's once for like the, um, your my bass note and my my lowest and highest note. My range isn't particularly good, and it's not a, a technically. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a great man for being able to hold a tremolo or to, if you give me a run to sing. Uh, the thing is, I wouldn't the, sing it very cleanly. Isn't the key though to know your range and yeah, to sing within and, that? Yeah, and to sing and to sing. So I suppose I w- would always lean quite heavily on. I'd feel it, you know. I'd make mm. sure I'd sing it the way it's meant to be sung because it's never going to be American Super Bowl halftime, pitch perfect, pristine, polished vocal. But I can, I can lean into other. Do I you other, find other then at the end of a gig that you're wrecked? Yeah, and sometimes you'd be uh, a bit sad at the end of different songs. <laughs> Genuinely, I'd be like, yeah. oh, I get a, I get a bit upset sometimes, and but then. Um, but then, uh, do you ever let your audience see that? I mean, you're in the moment, um, and they're in the moment with you. Yeah, I suppose you would know because there are like times where you're genuinely like, "Oh, that song didn't come from the the happiest time in my life," you know. And yeah. uh, uh, but look, that that's okay. I'm drawn. I'm used to visiting it. I'm used to visiting that space, and uh, the song is over, and you you learn to to leave the room to leave that particular emotional room very quickly because you need to go into the next room now you know yeah. what I mean so I, try, I I wouldn't dwell on it too much and it all felt epic and large didn't give a damn for those in charge who in charge and what felt epic and large oh, this is Joan when you meet someone you're younger and uh, and it's getting, it's getting it's like it's a Bonnie and Clyde thing it doesn't have to be a it doesn't have to be a relationship but you know when you're like you're, cause I, I suppose this be around the time when I was in when I wrote the song. I was thinking about being in college, I suppose, or uh, that kind of time in my life where you're still you're still living under the terrible yoke of someone else's authority, you know. And uh, you're like, fuck them. We're um, we're we're the only thing that matters, me and you, and we're um, we're gonna get out of here, and we're gonna. And soon we won't have to speak to anyone. We'll, we're going to go live on an island off an island, which is off another island, and um, and no one, and we can just completely be be our own country, be a country yeah. unto ourselves. You know, yeah. that kind of sen- a sense of escape and those grandiose plans. You know, yeah. that's where it comes from. Yeah, I guess growing up myself too, my best buddy growing up, I would have met him. He would have been the first person 
that I sat next to in junior infants when I went to school. And then we wow. remained friends the whole way through school up That's till we were 23, 24. And then we just lost contact. Yeah. And I found him... Please stay alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, where is this story going? I found him at the back of my bumper. Yes. Like, were you there for 20 odd years? <laughs> I found him on LinkedIn. No way. Yeah, so I sent him a message, but it's hilarious because this guy owns a computer type company, yeah, but yeah. he doesn't seem to be on it a whole lot. That's... So he hasn't even seen the message. Do you know oh, that way? Wow. But it's kind of like that because we shared so much that I, I'm, I'm wondering... Oh, what's it going to be like? Yeah. You know, we are going to reconnect. Is it going to be like we pick up from where we left off? Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, that we were young then and this it's is not, my life now. Yeah, because it's different. I can, like, just for myself, I have one or two buddies where it's like I haven't seen you in a few years, but we're in. Once yeah. you're there, you're totally. But I think it's gone. It. It's more than, I mean, I was 20, yeah. 23. Yeah, so yeah. It's nearly 30 years yeah. ago now. And then you've other people for with whom you're like, oh, that connection isn't there anymore. It's gone, and yeah. you you don't know until. And that line, our candles burning like new souls, had no intention of growing old because when you're in that moment, oh, you're gone, aren't you? Yeah. Like when we were teenagers, and one of our there was two movies in particular I think kind of summed up me and this guy's yeah. friendship: The Lost Boys and Breakfast Club. Ooh, which yeah. one are you more Last Boys or more Breakfast Club? Do you, or were you one or were you one or Tottenham? Oh, oof. Well, I've, I said it, didn't I? Breakfast Club. Yeah, clearly. yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. Breakfast oh, Club. That's very sweet. Um, it's a good one if you're going to pick a movie to and I think we were both him and me were kind of like we were, of, we were the bender character yeah. you know we were never the jock we were never yeah. the princess Yeah, we felt it for the inverted commas the weirdo sitting yeah. in the back or yeah, the nerd totally, up the, yeah, you know yeah. same yeah but uh, yeah so I always kind of associated with that character as yeah. did he and they're far worse characters to associate you know what I mean it's nice yeah that's and nice. I actually bought it on Apple TV then during one of the lockdowns. I think the 54th one. Yeah. And I still have it now because I bought it. So yeah. it was amazing to... Go back know, to it. To go back to it. The soundtrack, you know, the Simple Minds, Wang Chung, all these amazing songs. Same with The Lost Boys, that album, the the soundtrack of that too. And and that's the thing, they, they were movies that, yeah, the music also defined me. Can I give you one to go back to? Sure. Um, the oh the the kid starts writing writing for Rolling Stone, but Rolling <gasps> Stone the, almost famous. Oh, oh my what goodness! A I I watched it only a, a few months ago, only for the second time, but I hadn't seen it in Same in about two twice. years. Oh, because I didn't think it would get me the second time. God, it still gets you. Yeah. It's oh, Penny Lane. Uh, oh, uh, she was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's um, but it's the everything. You know, it's yeah. just like yeah. the romanticism of. Being a kid, touring with music. a seventy eighties rock band, yeah. and those parties were outrageous. Yeah, yeah. You know, to have kind of lived through that and and fallen in love with, she was ultimately lost as well, Penny oh, Lane. Yeah, just, um, what a movie. Yeah, it's so uh, just just when this podcast is over, you tell let me know. Actually, do you have another movie that you'd recommend to go back to? Just while purely while we're on this now, Shawshank Redemption. I've only seen it once. Would you go back? Because it's hard to gear yourself up for a Shawshank a second time. That's so true, actually. You know, how many times have you seen it? A few. Oh, a few. Jesus. Yeah, you, a few. You, do you go to it at a certain when you're at a dead yeah, when yeah. you're at a low do, point? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah. Now, I haven't watched it 
in donkeys. Yeah. But there was a period of my life where I was Were kind you down, of like yeah. Yeah, I felt like I felt like red. I was in that prison. Yeah. And I just found it's a very liberating and it's hilarious now because what I have saved at home, you know the end bit of the movie where he gets out. Going to the tree. And he goes to the tree. Yeah. And you can get it on YouTube, but you don't have to watch it. You just listen to it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I do. I, I'd play it and I'll just listen. It's it's a monologue of maybe know, two or three minutes. And then he goes and buys the bus ticket and goes on the bus and he's going out yeah. to the Mexican place to meet his friend. And it's just that, that end bit now does, does, that, do it, for you? that yeah. does it for me. Because oh, wow. it's, he's broken free from his prison and now he, he's got the rest of yeah. what his life to, saying, yeah. to achieve his dreams. Yeah. Oh, right. So I, is there another movie I can... Hmm. I can't say no. Yeah, Shawshank is a good one. It's very hard, it's very hard to sit down it's of a an commitment. evening and tell yourself, well, we, you, don't, you don't just sidle into that. You don't, you know, you're like, you sit down and it's like, this, this is happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. But I'm, no, because I'm, I'm sure once I, st- once I start, I'll... All uh, the Lethal Weapon movies, I'll get back <laughs> into them. Um, I have all the Beverly Hills Cop movies downloaded good, to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you seen Magnificent Seven? The original? Yeah. Mm. Oh, very good. So mm. when I was living up on the farm, uh, my dad would come, have to come out every now and again for just, uh, like, I can, I'm not a farmer, but I can do what I'm told. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. can I can do jobs down there, but there's certain, a lot of things that he'd need to be there for. And I'm like, oh, do you want to stay? Like, do you want me to stay? And he was like, like it was, it's a rickety old house and the roof somewhat works. And, you know, like, it's, uh, the water works most of the time. It's not, but I was like, come on, stay, we'll have, and, um, yeah, but once a week my dad would come out and we'd watch an old cowboy movie. So yeah, it was wonderful. Very, um, very happy memories of of being out in the of being out there. Uh, a movie I actually watched my dad a couple of Christmases ago, and it reminded me of being a kid as well. Where Eagles Dare, I think it's probably oh, the best no, war haven't... movie. Very good. Okay, nice oh, one. Yeah. Where Eagles Dare. Yeah, it was made in the seventies. You've Clint Eastwood, and you've all it's all the top American and English actors yeah, at yeah. the time are yeah. in it. Watch it. Oh, I, yeah. I'll have, you know it is, so, and it'll be on over Christmas. Yeah, because I've I'll have that one. I'll have that one for me and my dad now. Next time, yeah. next time we're out on the farm. Thanks. Do do do. do. He, because you can be guaranteed your dad will, will remember yeah, it as well. He'll, he'll be yeah. like, oh. And then he tells you stories about the first time when he watched it, and like he he was saying like uh, his he used to watch whatever film it was. Uh, they used to go to the cinema in Charleville when there was a cinema there and he was very small and his older brother would be in charge of taking them all out and this is like him and one of like probably 47 children, <laughs> 47 siblings, you know. And uh, he used to, they used to go behind the screen and check where the Indians had gone to. Oh, that, kind of, that kind of... Uh, twee Irish this is why the Americans love us isn't it for, <laughs> for, the, for that kind of small town stuff yeah so uh, he t- he'd tell you all those stories then yeah. after watching the movie my dad's the same actually it says he's 83 today oh great and uh, yeah when he tells me of all his times yeah. are gone and how much it was and tuppence and all yeah. this and you're going wow yeah oh, wow. that's great Yeah, but you know I guess we were modern then to his simple times, yeah, but yeah. our modern times now are simple to, yeah, the, to the, the kids, generation yeah. of today. Yeah, yeah. So what's in the pipeline now? You've got the album coming out next year, so are you going to have a heavy year of promoting that touring it? I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just go out and gig uh, as much as I can now and then probably chill out a little bit more January and February and then hopefully get back, get back in it 
March, uh, March onwards. A few, if I get a few, a few in Far before ahead. festival season, yes. and then get a couple of festivals under oh, your belt, which that would be, be nice. nice. And do you play much abroad? Not, no, I've never done it, which is uh, something I have to I have to look into because um, I'm in a funny, funny spot in that. So I, st- I teach and I'm and I enjoy teaching. Um, and but then it precludes you a lot of the time from from gigging elsewhere because I don't mind. I can function on little to no sleep. I can do a gig up the country and come back in the next day because you know when you're when you're swarmed by thirty or so small children, it's not really a tiredness thing, kind of an adrenaline. You know mm. what I mean? Kind of you you're just you're in it. Um, but yeah, it precludes you from from gigging abroad a lot. Uh, Easter, midterm, summer. Yeah, but then, but then, like, if you want to go and do it and not lose a ball, a big ball of money on it, you got to go and you got to do it for maybe a longer stint, and you got to mm. you got to go and do some of the tougher gigs first. Maybe that take longer to, you know what I mean? And and I don't mind doing any of that. Just have to think about when when do I want to do it or. Mm. Uh, and is there anywhere in particular that you you'd like to go to? You've a um, I'd like to do France because um, a journalist from the French Rolling Stone got on to me. He was like, "I really enjoyed this song. Um, I'd like to review it." In the, the French Rolling Stone, except she just called it Rolling Stone. <laughs> well, we we uh, also I let it out everything before that Rolling Stone. Yeah, said. yeah, it was cool, and it was, and she and they reviewed the second one, and they were saying like, "Oh, when are you going to come over and gig?" It's like we'd let us know, and would like we'd love for you to come over. You know, and I'm like. God, doesn't that sound? Doesn't that sound nice? That's where I'd like to go next. I and think. I suppose you could use the contact that you had with them before to get recommendations. Yeah, of where to go and to. But mm. you know, what, it's a business because they've got to make sure that you're going to put bums and seats and all mm. that kind of stuff. So I probably end up, I probably end up doing a house gig or playing the corner bar or something. But I don't give a hoot. So if I, if you go and you do a gig and it's a couple of people listening and they enjoy it and you could have a chat afterwards. I'd, I'd be very happy to go and do that gig. Unreal. Paddy, it's been a pleasure. Finally. Thank you. Take two. Thank you. Oh, was, <laughs> thank you so much for having but me. But you know I what? Really it's, it's, it. it's been wonderful to have somebody sitting across the desk from me. It's a lot easier, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Because it actually feels like we're having a chat. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to both of us just like trying our best at a laptop. You know, like yeah. it was. I enjoyed, the la- I enjoyed the laptop one as well. You, can, there's, you get to knock way more. Cr- and I know you better. From the, you know what I mean? I can, we've I already, can judge we've your, already done this. Yeah, and I can judge your, I can gauge your reaction. I can see how far I should be going with the story, or how, you know, which is harder to do on a on a Zoom. Yeah, uh, or maybe other people just have better laptops. But better. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they can do it. But yeah. Again, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Not at all. Thank you.